0: The door to the containment cell hisses softly as it opens. Stepping out of the airlock and into the cell, I glance around briefly. I don't see the SCP. There's a television affixed to one wall with a DVD player underneath it on a small metal shelf. A single DVD case sits next to the player. The television is off. As I start toward the player, I sense movement from behind me coming out of the corner of the cell a shadow falls over me, the hulking form casting it, bearing down on me. Spinning around, I come face to face with a huge, hairy creature. It roars, blasting me with breath stinking of rubber. I drop the DVD case I'm carrying and call out in terror. No, no, please, leave me alone. I scream, my face screwed up with fear. me. Fear. the creature says, its hairy arms lifted up over its bulbous head. Oh God, no. Suddenly, the creature freezes in its looming position. A small chuckle escapes its unseen mouth. Too easy, (laughs) the creature says, (laughs) laughing louder now, its voice no longer the rough baritone of moments ago. It's now a voice that I associate with a kindly male librarian, soft and unthreatening. Reaching down with one hand, the SCP offers to help me up. It has taken its favorite form for the scare, a gorilla suit and a simple-looking astronaut helmet with two antennas on top of it. The face inside the helmet isn't a face at all, but a smooth, silver head with a small metal circle where the mouth should be. I cringe away from the offered hand, looking up in fear. It's just me, Doc, the creature says, a smile in its voice. Got you pretty good, huh? Letting my face relax, I release a heavy breath. Good God. You had me going there, you really scared me. Well, if I wasn't scaring you, I wouldn't be doing my job. I just feel like I could do better. Scooping up the dropped DVD case with one hand, I grasp the rubbery gorilla hand with the other and let the SCP-2006 help me up. The gorilla getup is from an old 1953 B-movie called Robot Monster, considered by many the worst movie ever made. The monster from the film, Roman, is one of SCP-2006's go-to forms. There's really nothing scary about it, but I have spent long hours with an acting coach to sell the fact that it does scare me. My heart, I exclaim as I stand up. I was afraid I was a goner. The helmeted head tilts at this, and the creature's chuckling fades away. What does that mean? It asks. What does what mean? I say already uncomfortable with the way this conversation is headed. What does it mean to be a goner, like you just said? Oh, I say. It's just an expression, something we humans say when we're scared. Is it the same as death? The creature asks. All humor has left its voice. Death, I say. Yeah, I've noticed that people I scare often say they are scared to death people in the movies you give me say it sometimes too. What does that mean? It, it's just an expression, I blurt. My hands are going cold as my heart thuds away in my chest. This is getting dangerously close to the truth. It doesn't really mean anything. The creature's featureless face fixes on me from inside the helmet. It doesn't say anything for a long moment. I dare not speak again. I'm concentrating on hiding the genuine fear I'm feeling, SCP-2006 can't be allowed to see it. He can't be allowed to sense it. One day, I'll figure you humans out, the creature says finally, his tone playful. I laugh (laughs) shakily. Oh, you've got us figured out. You scare every person who comes in here. Yeah, I don't know, SCP-2006 says. I mean, I know I scare you guys. I just, I feel like there's more. With each new scare, I feel like I can do much better, like I can really scare you and keep scaring you. I don't know how much more we can be scared, honestly, I say. Speaking of which, what do we have today? The creature says, gesturing at the DVD in my hand. Oh, this one? It's one of the scariest yet, I say, lifting the copy of the 1959 B-movie classic, Night of the Ghouls. The SCP grabs it with one giant gorilla hand and looks at the cover. Excellent, more research, it says before moving over toward the DVD player. I eject the disc of evil brain from outer space and secure it in the DVD case, while the SCP struggles to get the other disc out of its case with its overly large fingers. He lets me help him. I put the disc in and start the movie. The SCP suddenly morphs into its default state a sphere about 50 centimeters in diameter. It floats in front of the TV as the intro begins. I head out of the containment room, evil brain from outer space in my hand. Once out of the airlock, I'm greeted by my fair-haired and short research assistant, Lewis, who stares at me with a pale face and wide eyes. What are we going to do? Lewis says. He's never talked about death before. It, Lewis, I say, It's an it, not a he, remember? Right, fine, but what are we going to do? We keep doing what we have been, I say. As long as we keep bringing it bad horror movies and acting scared at its ridiculous attempts to horrify us, we'll be fine. It has gotten curious before, asking me we find such things scary. I was able to placate him then, and I can do it now. Lewis looks uneasy, but he nods. I'm just afraid he'll figure out what we really fear. That's good. Use that fear whenever you go in there. A little genuine fear to go with your training will give your reaction authenticity. Just remember not to mention any other SCPs. The last thing we need is that thing to morph into a demigod or an indestructible reptile." Lewis nods again, looking at the observation screens we use to constantly record SCP-2006. I walk over to the shelves lined with DVDs of terrible horror movies and put Evil Brain from Outer Space back in its slot. I'm going to eat some lunch, I say to Louis. Can you handle this for a while? Yes, Louis says. Of course. I'm sorry, doctor. I just got a little worried there. Caution is good, I tell him, but this creature doesn't understand humans and it certainly doesn't understand fear. Trust me, we'll keep it that way. Yes, doctor, Lewis says. Oh, one more thing. Yes? If it's okay with you, I'd like to leave a little early today. It's my daughter's birthday. I put in the request two weeks ago. Oh yes, I say. I remember, that's fine. How old is Jeannie? Five? Lewis's face lights up. Yep, five years old. He looks like a completely transformed person. The fear he was experiencing just moments ago is gone replaced by thoughts of his daughter. I smile. What are you going to do? Any big plans? We've got a little party planned at Jungle Gems. She went there for a playdate once and hasn't stopped talking about it. It'll be a nice surprise. That's great, I say, thinking about when my own children were that little. You can head out as soon as I get back from the cafeteria. Thank you, Dr. Gray. I nod and head out, making sure that I have my radio on me. I'm sitting down to eat my physician prescribed salad when my radio crackles. It's Lewis. Dr. Gray? He says, his voice tight. Dr. Gray, the SCP needs help. He. It says that the DVD player is broken. Sighing, I look down at my meal in its plastic bowl before answering. Okay, I'll be right there. It's protocol to only go into the containment cell when another person is observing. SCP 2006 is probably changing shapes quickly, as it does when we have an equipment malfunction. And while the cell is airtight, there's no telling what shape it could take if it wanted to. It could almost certainly bust out if it found the right shape and was feeling motivated enough. I pick up my salad and take it with me, hurrying down the brightly lit hallways surrounded by the most advanced security systems known to man. The sound of my rushed footsteps echoes off the concrete walls, and I mutter my apologies to people as I move past, trying not to jostle them. As I step back into the observation room, I can see on the screen that SCP-2006 is still in its Roman form. It seems calm as it sits, staring at the blank television. Lewis looks relieved as I enter. Sorry, he says. Even though he did the right thing, I find it hard to hide my anger. It's fine, I answer gruffly. Why don't you go in? Just grab one of the spare DVD players and switch it out if you can't figure out what's wrong." Lewis stands up, wiping his hands on his pants. He's scared, but he's got to learn to get comfortable in the cell. It's the whole reason I have this new assistant, after the old one died in a car accident. "'Uh, okay,' he says, stepping over to the corner of the room where we have several brand new DVD players still in their boxes. He takes one under his arm and steps into the airlock, shutting the outer door behind him. I cycle the airlock and after a minute, he opens the inner door. I turn away from the monitor to grab my salad. I don't want to make a mess by eating over the instrument panel. So I stay with my back turned, shoveling the tasteless leaves into my mouth, wishing I had a burger. I expect to hear a scream anytime now, as the SCP does his level best to scare Lewis. As if on cue, the scream comes and it sounds really good. It sounds like a genuine scream of terror, maybe even with a dash of horrible pain. It sounds real, too real. My eyes go wide and I spin around in the chair. The bowl of salad falls out of my hands and clatters to the floor as my eyes fix on the monitor. The SCP is still in its Roman form. It's standing in front of Lewis holding a handful of the man's intestines in one huge hand. The rest of Lewis's guts arc to the floor between the two figures, glistening darkly in the bright containment cell lighting. The DVD player slips out of Lewis's hand as he looks down at his ruptured abdomen. He screams again and backs away from the SCP, causing more of his innards to fall out. Lewis puts his hand down and tries to keep them inside. He bumps into the wall and slides down it, still staring at his gut. The SCP shouts in a deep voice. It's an epiphany and there's joy in its voice. My first instinct is to get on the intercom and tell the SCP to stop it. But if I do that, it will know. I have to show it that this isn't what's scary. That pain isn't something humans fear. I press a couple of buttons for the automatic airlock cycle. Then I hit the button to activate a silent alarm for a containment breach. If I don't succeed, SCP-2006 will surely get loose. I rush to the airlock door and get inside. The minute it takes for the lock to cycle stretches out beyond all reason, and every 10 seconds or so is punctuated by a bloody, savage, and pain-filled scream from inside the cell. When the airlock finally finishes, I open the door to see that Lewis is no longer capable of screaming. His arms and legs have been torn off. His blood is splashed all over the walls of the cell. My eyes want to bulge with panic or wrench themselves shut in stubborn refusal. My stomach lurches as my limbs grow cold. My body's automatic stress response sending blood to the big muscles it thinks I'll need to use for fight or flight. But I can't show any outward fear. If I do, this is all over. There's no telling how much destruction the SCP can cause if it's unleashed on the world with our true fears in its sights. Still in its Roman form, the SCP is covered in Lewis's blood Pain, it says again. I don't know how I didn't see it before. You fear pain. No, I say, working against all instinct to keep my voice calm. Most of us don't. Lewis was a strange human. There are a few of us who fear pain, but really most of us don't. Then what do you fear? You know what we fear? Strange creatures that are different from us. Ones that look hideous. They're ugly and different. That's what we fear. It stares at me with its eyeless face, saying nothing. What if I were to do to you what I did to Louis? It asks. Fine, I say, holding back the rising gorge in my throat. You can, but it won't make me scared. It will just damage my body, that's all. The creature seems to consider this. No, it says. I won't do that to you. I try not to show the relief I feel, but the SCP isn't done talking. It continues. I won't do that to you because I know what you really fear, Lewis told me, or really, he showed me. Isn't that great, doc? Before I can answer, SCP-2006 darts toward me, the romance form disappearing, transforming into a pitch black curtain of particles that slams into me, wrapping around my face and plunging my world into darkness. I'm suddenly spinning in a void blacker than space. Pain courses through my body, and it's as if every little nerve ending, every square inch of my body, inside and out, is being torn apart. The pain is like nothing I've ever felt before, so unimaginably intense that I forget who I am. Consciousness as I've known it is ripped from me. The emotional pain of that separation, a rival to the physical pain still invading every fiber of my being. I scream. The sound at once familiar and foreign. And although some part of me knows that you need a body to scream, there's no recognition there of who I am. The name I once had is gone, but I feel as though it's there, on the tip of my mind, just waiting. Everything that made me an individual, my wife, my kids, my education, my parents, my experiences, it's all gone. But like my name, I feel the absence of all these facets. It leaves me empty knowing that there was once something there, but unable to identify what it was or how to get it back. I can't stop screaming, not just from the pain, but from the insanity that envelops me, leaving only a lingering thread of sanity that tells me, tauntingly, that I am, in fact, insane. I've lost everything, but there's no solace in oblivion. There's no black nothingness that I assumed was death. Instead, There's at once everything and nothing. There's the immensity of every kind of pain you could ever feel and the empty chasm of infinity. There's just enough awareness left in me to hear the screams of others and to realize that the SCP was right. Somehow, it figured out what we fear, all of what we fear. SCP-2006 is an anomalous spherical entity roughly 50 centimeters in diameter when in its default state. Its goal is to cause feelings of fear, terror, and horror in as many humans as possible. To do this, it's able to change its shape, mass, volume, density, body structure, chemical composition, and voice to any desired form. The true extent of its shape-shifting abilities is unknown, and there is no known way to damage or destroy SCP-2006. Current best practices include tracking the SCP with bad horror movies and ensuring that any Foundation employee that interacts with it is trained to show fear when confronted by the Entity.